It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerbeam, and joining us as he does every Friday for a Ferg Friday, Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. How are you, my friend? I'm all right, man. How are you? I'm doing well, bud. I am doing well. Yeah, we were talking, kind of joking around before we press record, but I'm really just ready for this game to get here. I feel like we've been breaking this game down for forever. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's been one that we've talked about as like the first major, major test for Brian Harson. And right. the other thing is, is that like Georgia's done nothing but look incredible from the beginning of the year. Um, so we've kind of known what the challenge is going to be for a while. And and really the change in this matchup has come from the Auburn perspective. Uh, yes. Yeah, th- there's no question about it. And later in the week, over the last few days, a lot of attention seems to have been brought to the... Um, the fact that like this is Georgia's first like real road game in a long time, yep. and that um, I think it will play a factor. Will it play enough of a factor? I think that's you know I think that's the conversation, right? Yeah, I think it all depends on how the defense plays, right? You know, if the defense is executing well and and you know playing to the best of their abilities, the crowd's in it the whole way, and we've seen Jordan Hare be a difference maker in games like this, even when, you know, Auburn's been a pretty heavy underdog at home uh, throughout the, through, throughout the years. Um, and I think that's kind of the way Auburn has to win this game. If they have a chance, they need it to be low scoring and it's possible. I mean, it is possible because Georgia, the thing they are best at right now is running the ball. Mm-hmm. That is what Auburn's defense is best at. As long as the Kobe McLean's out there, They've been awesome at stopping the ball, uh, stopping the running game this year. Sure. Then you look at the quarterback situation, whether it's JT Daniel or more likely Stetson Bennett. Neither of those guys have played in a big game environment like this as Georgia's starting quarterback. They've seen nothing like this. They didn't see it last year. They haven't seen it so far this year. Wide receivers and tight ends for Georgia have not been uh, fully healthy 100%. Right. They've got a ton of talent. They've got a ton of depth. They've got four running backs that are unreal good. They've got an offensive line that's that's stocked with talent. So like they could definitely move the ball on Auburn and, and even make it look easy just because of how talented they are. Um, but if Auburn plays a really good defensive game and the crowd stays in it all the way. I mean, that's, that's a roadmap. And then, then you start talking about that Auburn offense versus the Georgia defense. And then you start saying, okay, well maybe you don't need to be like awesome. Like you don't need to like necessarily slay the giant every play, but like a few big plays on offense or special teams could be the difference. You talked about the quarterbacks not really being in a, in a true road environment. Last uh, The last true road environment that a lot of people are saying Georgia had was uh, two years ago when they came mm-hmm. to Jordan-Hare Stadium. They had two starters um, that were starters in that game. And I think it's interesting yeah. that they're still on their team. Jordan Davis, which is fantastic. Um, then Kyrus Jackson, who's not really a starter anymore. And then the other guy that started for him was Demetrius Robertson. And obviously yeah. he'll, he'll be starting in this game just for the, for the other team. But this is a young team. And this is a team that yeah. hasn't experienced anything like this before. Um, and so I think that's something that is worth paying attention to. 
It definitely is. And, and and if Georgia comes out and plays their game and looks really good and it's not much of a factor, well, I think you just chalk it up to Georgia's probably the best team in America. I mean, this is – if Georgia comes in this week in this environment and covers and plays really well against Auburn, yeah. I, I think you have to start talking about them as number one, you know. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where, you know, this – you don't know what it's going to look like until they actually get in it. And – they have the most talent. Them and Alabama have the most talent in, in, in college football. That they can overcome the fact that they are young and they do have a lot of turnover. Um, but what does it? I mean, what does that look like? What does that look like? Because so far this season, it's been pretty easy. That 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 Clemson game was about a 50-50 atmosphere in Charlotte, which is really cool. Really, it was a really good defensive sure. select fest. But I mean, since then, they've just blown the doors off of everybody they've played and it's either been at home or at Vanderbilt where that's basically another home game for Georgia like it is for pretty much any team that goes to Vanderbilt um so yeah this is a completely different atmosphere on on Saturday when most of the crowd is against you uh and is going to be making a ton of noise because this is the first big home game of the Brian Harson era and and I mean the Akron game was pretty loud and even the Alabama State game at times was really really loud um, from from Auburn student section, would love to see what it's going to look like uh, on on Saturday. Um, with you know a real big game environment. What do you say, Jay Ferg, to the folks? Um, I guess the the more confident portion of the Auburn fan base that says, "Hey, Georgia hasn't really played anyone with an offense so far this year, so maybe yeah. their defense is a bit overrated." Well, I'm a little hesitant to say that, but a lot of people out there are saying it. What are your what what's your response to that? Yeah, no, they're just dominant, period. Uh this is this defensive front for Georgia is one of the best I've seen in a long time. They've got a lot of NFL dudes on that front. Yeah. They've got big guys who can run. <laughs> and it's just, you know, it, it, it's the culmination of a lot of what they've been trying to build with Kirby Smart uh over the years. And 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 you know, defense is one of those things where uh, it doesn't matter who you play. If you look really good on defense, that usually carries. Like right. I talked about that at the beginning of the year. It's like, well, hey, if Auburn's defense looks awesome against Akron, um, history tells us that that defense can kind of last and, and stick around. And I think that's true for a lot of teams. Like just defense, it's that high level. You know, you're if you're pitching shutouts against anybody, mm-hmm. against anybody back-to-back weeks, it's really good. And then like Arkansas, like, you know, I can understand Arkansas is pretty one-dimensional on offense. Um, but I mean, they hammered Texas. It, it's not like they were pushovers by any means. So yeah, I, I, I do think this Auburn could in, t- in terms of talent. Well, they definitely are in terms of talent, be like the best type of, you know, offensive test they can get. Cause Clemson's got a lot of problems right now. Sure. But I mean, doing what they did to Clemson and Arkansas, no matter where it was is, 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 you know, pretty fantastic. And then I'm not going to scoff. I'm not going to scoff at doing what they did uh, to South Carolina and and especially uh, Vanderbilt and UAB because it's just, you know, all it takes is one mistake and you, you have a completely different game. It's not, or, you know, completely different play and it's not a shutout. They shut out all three of those teams. Do you think the approach offensively for the Auburn Tigers will be, okay, We've got to be able to run the ball. We've got to get Tank Bigsby going, Jarquez Hunter going, and set up a run so maybe you can really help develop Bo Nix with a passing game kind of thing. Or do you say, hey, 
we're probably not going to be able to run it. So we're going to throw uh, we're going to try to throw it through the air or do some kind of gimmicky stuff early. What do you think their approach will be? I think it could look a lot like the second quarter looked at LSU, okay. which is quick passing game rollouts and use that to open up the running game later. Um, I think just pinning your ears back and just saying we're going to run the ball against this team is kind of a death sentence. Georgia State and LSU, I mean, LSU is not a great run-stopping team, but when you put seven or eight guys in the box, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, if they're committed to stopping your downhill running game, it's tough unless you have an elite offensive line, which Auburn doesn't have. I mean, this is not a 2013 offensive line. It's one of the few times I've ever seen a defense be like, or an offense be like, we don't care how many's over there. We don't care. We could tell you what's coming and it's not going to like those sure. ru- rushing attacks are rare. Problem now was with Georgia is that they have that kind of ability committing less guys because they have a Jordan Davis, because they have a Nicobe Dean, because they have all these players up front. And so I, I think this, if there is, and I say, say this with a lot of hesitation, you know, hesitation. If there is a relative weak er spot on this Georgia team, it's in pass defense and it's at corner okay. because they've given up a few big plays. Uh, Clemson had one, South Carolina had one. We, we've seen a little bit. They can test those guys a little bit. And it's just that quick stuff. Like Georgia's pass rush is insane. Right. And they don't have to blitz to get home. So what we saw Auburn do to neutralize the 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 pass rush against Bo Nix, besides Bo Nix just saying I'm never going to get tackled, um, <laughs> right. is you know the rollouts, the quick passes, and I mean go back to the second and third quarters, he got in a rhythm. Like his running and his going to the perimeter like helped him out a lot. But man, he when he had a clean pocket in time, he was he did not misfire very often, right? The misfires came with pressure and and other stuff. Well, like he did a really good job, I thought. Of just getting in a rhythm and like that's your best bet against Georgia because uh, it's going to be really hard to run against these guys. It just is. I mean, we and we've seen this time and time again from Auburn teams playing against awesome defenses. You can go back to some of those really good LSU, uh, those really good uh, Alabama units. They, you know, even guys like Nick Marshall had to throw the ball to get going. And then 2017, when Auburn beat uh, Alabama in, in Jordan Hare, I mean, you know, that was that was Jarrett Stidham throwing to Ryan Davis over and over again right. and just loosening everything up. Same thing with Georgia that year as well. Yeah. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. I, I got some questions for Justin on the other side of this. There's um several of you have reached out asking questions on Ferg Friday. But first, hey, if you're a business owner or a high-income professional, be sure to listen up. Have you ever considered that by funding a 401k or an IRA, you are potentially creating a massive tax tax burden on yourself when you retire? Contrary to what you're told by traditional advisors and accountants, a 401k or an IRA does not save on taxes. It just postpones the taxes and tax collections. Wealthy people, do not have access to a special tax code. They ha- uh, they use unique financial products, part of the tax code, that are available to everyone, including you, as well as the uh, strategy that's out there. Would you like to learn how to take advantage of the tax code? Contact Ethan Dahl. He is the owner of Innovative Financial Solutions. He has clients throughout the USA. Uh, but yeah, contact him at 251-243-6038, or you can shoot him an email, ethan at ethandahl.com. Ethan Dahl, your alternative 
to traditional financial planning. Today's show also brought to you by Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar ever. They've got a ton of different flavors, all of them very high in protein, very low in calories, very low in sugar, very low in carbs, all of that good stuff. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15 at Built.com. All right, Justin Ferguson, fill us in. What all is happening at the Auburn Observer? And if folks are not signed up, how can they sign up ASAP? Yeah, so it's been a big week at the Observer. Uh, did kind of two film roomy t- types of things. Yeah. Uh, did one on on the Auburn offense, what worked against LSU, why Auburn's defense worked against LSU at the beginning of the week. Or down what Auburn has to do to try to get anything going against this uh, this Georgia defense. That was on Wednesday. Did a uh, podcast on Thursday with Ben Wolk. Painter and I, it was a really fun one. Uh, it's probably our best one I think we've done. We had a lot of fun talking Georgia and some other things with Ben. Um, and uh, Mailbag's up today if you're listening to this, and it's a big one. And we got into a lot of good questions about Auburn and Georgia and then a lot of good questions about nothing to do with Auburn and Georgia. So those okay. are always the most fun ones. Uh, and we'll have coverage over the weekend. Uh, AuburnObserver.com, $6 a month, $60 a year. You get something pretty much every morning whether it's a newsletter or a podcast, uh, and sign up there. Once you're in, you're in. Everything we do gets sent to your email inbox. Yes, sign up, worth every penny. All right, in the Locked On Auburn Discord, Jay Ferg, Anon Rush asks, um, questions for Ferg Friday. Should Auburn start the game with the ball and defense in the second half or start with defense and then receive the ball in the second half? What are your thoughts on that? I think this might be a game where you defer. And if you're in it, if you're in it at halftime, starting with the ball in the third quarter could be a, it could be a really big thing. You get your adjustments. You're like, all yeah. right, we're going to have a good plan right here. To This is how we're going to put more points on the board or at least try to to start the second half. If not, let's get good field possession. Let's, you know, let's let's try to try to win that battle. I think their plan to go win the toss and get it at LSU was a good one and ended up not working out. Um, but I think the kind of the nature of that Georgia defense as someone who, you know, as someone who's never coached a game of football in his life, I, I do think that's something like my thought process immediately went to, okay, if I'm still in the game, I want the ball to start in the second half. Sure. Yeah. I'm right. There or you can you. just kick an onside kick if you don't. And like, I can't stress enough how close that thing was to working. It just You're had right. a little too much heat. I mean, it, it, from my, from my view in the press box, when we were looking down, I was like, Oh, they got it. Like mm-hmm. it was. And I remember turning to somebody right before I was like, they might, they might try something a little tricky here. They did, and it was like, ooh, that was really, really close. Ended up working out for them. They only gave up three points off of it. Yeah, yeah, edgy call for Harson. You love that. All right, I par golf ass. With the kind of season Good. Hunter is putting together, chances Auburn can go back to back to back freshman of the year. Has that ever been done before? Wow. So I don't know the answer to the second second part of that question, but yeah, I, I so, would so imagine you, uh, that you had Bo, and then you had Tank, and then maybe yeah, maybe mm-hmm. Hunter could, could be get ju- into it. Yeah. I don't know if that's ever happened before. I, I really don't. I'd, yeah. I'd have to look that up. Um, without knowing everybody's freshman right now, I do know this: Jarquez Hunter leads the nation in yards per carry. I think as the more we get into the season, I think we'll start seeing more of a 50-50 split between Hunter and Bigsby as the primary backs. Um, and I, you know, I don't think Bigsby's hurt and I don't think there's anything necessarily wrong with him. I just think teams are really focusing on him right. and Hunter Hunter's got a little bit more big play speed can break it to the outside. Oh, and by the way, cause I know my audience here, Sean Shivers 
Third down running back Sean Chavers is love an it. awesome role for him. I love I, it. I love it. And like that could get him some an NFL future. I think it's yes. I mean, and and I wrote this in the mailbag on uh, on Friday. I was like, I, it's coming. I don't know when. It might not be Georgia because Georgia's so good on defense. There's coming a point where they're going to scheme something up where he where uh, Sean Chavers gets the ball out of the backfield on a catch some kind on a third down or even even on an earlier down. And he's going to have a wide open lane, and he's going to be able to remind everybody that he was just this much slower than Anthony Schwartz is because we haven't seen that a ton from him in his career. He's been right. the run through you kind of guy. I can't wait to see him get out in space and use his jets because I think he's, he's getting better him. and better at that as as his career has gone on. And we talked about that earlier in the week. I mean, this could be a really big week for Shivers in the sense of oh, yeah. just that's one of the few matchups I think Auburn will be able to manipulate and it'll actually benefit Auburn with, if you have a, mm-hmm. I, I don't care how good your linebackers are. They're not as fast as him. And so nope. kind of putting him on that swing pass over and, and over and tackle. over again. Exactly. Yeah. So yep. I think we'll see a lot of that. Um, say, I, lo- I love that role for him, by the way, I think, me too. I think that's, that's NFL future kind of, kind, kind of thing. I think he can stick on a roster doing that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Put him next to Darren Sproles and see what happens there. Um, <laughs> What do you ask, uh, staying on the running back train, what do you ask, what would it look like if Tank and Hunter in the backfield at the same time, or Tank and Shivers, or Shivers and Hunter, have we done this? Seems like a lot of options. Who does the defense have to focus on? Yeah, there have been a few plays this year where they have run two running backs. It hasn't yeah. been the traditional split back set that you would think of, but it is that I, it is that under center, and I think one time they did it out of the pistol, where they line up Shivers, and they did it with Bigsby last weekend, got a sweep to him, he hit, he hit the corner, and got a good play out of it. Uh, where you have a running back lineup in the slot and, ha- and you have another running back lineup in the traditional running back spot, you can do some stuff with motion and move them around. Um, I think that's that's a really fun formation to do. Uh, with Auburn's receivers still a work in progress, you can sacrifice taking one of those guys off the field at a time to put a running back in because you know Shivers and Hunter and Bigsby are you know three of your best guys right now. No question. Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer, our guest today. Today's show brought to you by betonline.ag, the best place on the interwebs to place a bet on anything sports-related. BetOnline is your number one spot for all pro and college football action this season. If you feel confident about these Auburn Tigers, minus 14.5 is betonline.ag's line. Run over there and make a deposit if you feel one way or the other. Make a bet, rather. If you haven't, um, go ahead and make a deposit. And when you do use promo code locked on, you'll get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Justin, I got a few more questions for you than just kind of overall last um, last kind of parting shots into this. But Mr. Mischief, don't mess with him, asked, Mm-mm. given Georgia playing statistically bad offenses, is it safe to say their defense is overvalued? If so, does this change how you view our outcome? So we kind of already touched on this, but um, they're still very good. Despite the offenses they play, Georgia's defense is very good. 
Georgia's defense is awesome, and I think you know it's kind of almost matchup proof at this point. And Auburn, here's the other thing too: it's not like Auburn's offense is firing on all cylinders against quality opponents. I mean, you know, they got it done at LSU, and they found some a strategy that I think can work at Georgia. But right. it's not like it's you know set in stone or anything like that. Um, I think we're thinking of Auburn very differently this week if they're coming off a loss than, than a win. So no I think it's all that to keep keep that keep that in mind moving forward. But yeah, it, I, I think Georgia's defense has a real chance to be the best defense we've seen since 2011 Alabama, and that defense was you know otherworldly good. Yeah, very good. Uh, last question from the Lockdown Auburn Discord: Thick Marshall hype generator asks georgia probably has the best defense in the country blah 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 if we win on saturday what statistical category is going to have to jump off the page and if we lose same question hashtag ferg friday uh so i think the thing that jumps off the page is probably gonna be something like turnovers Points off turnovers. I think the Auburn's going to need something like that. They're going to yeah. need a punt block. They're going to need a field goal block. They're going to need some special teams magic. Uh, if I can go in depth, I think special teams EPA would be a pretty good one to look at to be like, all right, how much did Auburn take advantage of the fact that, you know, they have a really good field goal kicker and they can make blocks happen and they've got some, um, they got some surprising, uh, surprisingly good playmakers in the return game. Like, that to me is a big one, but yeah, turnovers. I mean, we have seen in the past Auburn springing these upsets. Weird stuff happens, whether it's turnovers or you know missed field goals or something like that. I I think this has got to be a game where Auburn flips the field, flips some momentum by making something happen. And and this defense, you know, they had the pick late. They had the pick six against uh, against Georgia State as well. Um, but yeah, I think they're due for. Uh, the, I mean, man, Ecuador was really close to getting one, uh, sure. getting that fumble against LSU. I think they're. I think they're due for one or two of those middle of the game, middle of the field. It's our ball now, kind of plays, and you know maybe you can score off of that. Sure. And if Auburn loses, what do you think? Uh, what do you think stands out on the stat sheet? Uh, I think it'll. The one thing it'll stand out on the stat sheet probably to me is going to be. Uh, yards per attempt uh for the passing games for both of them we've auburn's defense adjusted really really well against uh against lsu and did a great job really after that first drive of limiting max johnson and and especially kashan butte but we also know georgia's defense can make life very difficult on anybody who's trying to play quarterback against them we know the pass protection is not flawless we know the wide receivers are a big time work in progress we know georgia even though they have injury doubts and, and depth issues, I guess, uh, you know, in their own passing game, they've still got a ton of talent. Um, so like I, I could see if Auburn loses, it's like, well, did George, was Georgia able to do the thing that we thought they might've struggled with the most heading into this game? And did Auburn have a hard time keeping up with it? Cause I think they absolutely have to throw the ball to beat this team. You, you can't say, well, we're going to establish the run and we're going to be one dimensional and we're going to, we're going to, not going to work. Arkansas yeah. tried it and they got their eyes beat out. Other teams have tried it. They're not going to do it. I give Crimson, I give Clemson and South Carolina a lot of credit. Uh, they at least tried to throw the ball against Georgia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're going to have to. You're going to have to. Yeah. I guess bottom line is Auburn win tomorrow. In, in your mind, do you think the Tigers are able to pull it out? No, I don't. But I've often been wrong before, and I think predicting Auburn football is one of the dumbest things you can do because you're always <laughs> sure. going to be wrong. Right. Um, but I do think this team is in really good a really good spot to play a, I mean, I could see this being a tight four quarter game 
and Auburn covering, but just Georgia is just farther ahead in the process right now. They've got more talent. They're, they're coaching. Staff. I mean, they, everything's kind of been culminating to this. And for Auburn, it's year one of a new era where you're doing a culture change and you're doing a lot of a different new, new stuff. But I think this game, there are no moral victories, especially when it comes to the Georgia rivalry. But, man, I, I think Auburn's got a really good chance to be very, very competitive against Georgia in this game and come out of this week saying, you know what, that's tough. We've got a lot of stuff to work on. You know, we've got it. But you feel a lot better about this stretch you're going to hit now, now that Georgia's in the rearview mirror. And you've got a long time to go and some easier teams to play before you play Alabama. Jay Ferg, thank you for hanging out with us for a few minutes today. Really appreciate it. Once again, how can folks sign up for everything happening at the Auburn Observer? AuburnObserver.com. Type in your email, hit the subscribe button. It'll send you an email to give you instructions on how to get the paid subscription. $6 a month, $60 a year, and then that's it. That's all you got to do. Everything we do is going to be sent to your email inbox. Read and listen on your own time. A lot of good podcasts, and uh, I wrote some decent stuff this week, but uh, <laughs> everybody else did some good podcasts, so I'll, I'll, give, I'll give them credit for that. Absolutely. Hey, thank you so much, brother. Really appreciate it, man. Absolutely. Hey, yes, we'll be sir. back on Monday right here on Locked on Auburn. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.